I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefris Initiative. You're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco. All things reptile related. And the people who love them. As part of the Repeticulture Network. I did not see you there. Oh, there you are. Excuse me, do I know you? No, but that's where you are. You're there. <laughs> oh, good people of herpeticulture and the internet. <laughs> it is episode 140 of Snakes and Stogies, not THP, like I wrote in the title for some reason yesterday when I made the stream. Um, I had Jake on the brain or something. I don't know. But when do we not have Jake on the brain? Uh, yeah. Episode 140 brought to you by blackboxcages.com and the fine folks at Puget Sound Pythons. Check all of them out Facebook and Instagram, Blackbox Cages and Puget Sound Pythons. Blackboxcages.com is where you need to go if you want to order something. Use the code THN at checkout and get a little, little bit shaved off the top. Uh, this week I am wearing my my sexiest man of the uh, alive Billy Hunt shirt. I did. I noticed that the People keep, Magazine. It's in my uh, it's in my my closet, and uh, I was like, you know what? I keep meaning to wear that on Monday on a Monday night. And Danielle sure did last time reminded when, me. So. You should have did it I last know. Week when I, was on. I thought about it afterwards, so I made this for Daytona for Billy's birthday. So. We all had to wear like Hawaiian shirts. And I was like, I'm not wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So <laughs> this is, I made it Hawaiian. It's got hibiscus flowers and Billy's face crudely uh, imposed over, I think, Ryan Reynolds or something. I don't know. Nice. Oh, but we're here. It's Monday. Um, what are you are. smoking this evening? This evening, I have the Gurkha Warlord. Oh, sounds violent. Spicy, rich, inviting. A deep malaise of passion. Uh, we got new Romacraft at the shop, so new sizes. Oh. Well, I got a Neanderthal, but I have it. I think it's a LSH, I think is the name for this one. So it's like a Corona. So it's a Neanderthal. Oh, cool. So that's a, that's a saw good it. I, it just came out of the pack today, so I don't know how well it's going to be like right out the gate. But yeah, but that's like an excellent size for that. That is a perfect size. One of my favorite yeah. sizes. Yeah. So should be interesting. Uh, this week we are doing another sort of swag giveaway thing. So I have more THP shirts in the military green, back in stock. Made them myself. Uh, you can't really see it because of the lights, but we're we're working on bringing something up for the fine folks that are in the chat to win this bad boy. Yes, sir. I have it in large, extra large, and I have a couple two X's, and then I have a ton of smalls and mediums in some other colors. So, for the love of God, if you wear smaller shirts, please hit me up because I made too many of them like an idiot. And I'm hoping Phil's going to make whatever it is good. So we're going to bring up a, a picture. I don't even know what it is. 
Uh, and you're going to have to guess the species. If someone doesn't like guess the species quickly, then if we get it in the genus, then maybe that, that person will win. I don't know. This has just been sort of a fun thing. So, yeah, I'm, who wears I'm, a I'm small? excited for it. This Facebook user, I don't know who that is. They must be in one of the groups. I hate that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the Facebook groups and you're in the chat, it just tells us Facebook user. It doesn't tell us who. So, I'm trying to pull up this picture without it like being a dead giveaway of what the species is. And I have a feeling that some people are gonna are gonna. Oh, it's Pia. Yeah, Pia was small. Okay. Nice, nice. So I want to. I almost feel bad, like it, like well, not really feel bad, but I feel like it should be something, like, really, really, really hard. I don't want to make it too hard. I want to like ramp it up. Do you want me to show the whole animal, or just like a piece of the animal? No, just just a piece, just a. Well, how about how about a single scale? I'm not going to do a single scale. No one's going to get it. It's, you know, we want this to be hard, but we don't want it to be impossible. So what you may have to do is actually screenshot where you're blowing it up. That way, when you put it on the, when you share the screen, it doesn't tell, like, doesn't say file name or like. Well, that's, URL. I did it on purpose. So I saved the, okay. I saved it as a JPEG with like a weird number. I just typed in a bunch of numbers in the keyboard real quick. And. I was going to just pull up the, the Google search and I was like, no, because it has the species name in the address bar. <laughs> like when we so. had had Tim and, and Pete on and I was like, we got special guests lined up. And yeah, you, you <laughs> put, their names right at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Well, right. I think I'll be driving home from work and I'll just start laughing at that because this is like the, one of the stupidest things I've done. It was funny. You got to be able to laugh at yourself. People. <laughs> And uh, hey, thank you everyone who listened to Fight Club. I really appreciate it. Love I did. Guys. I listened to that uh, this morning. I think I started it yesterday morning, and I finished it this morning. Nice. I uh, I really Early. enjoyed that one. I enjoy that show in general. Yeah, it's, it's great. a great show. Great show. Love the two of them. They're awesome. Um, I just I after that episode because all right, Billy and I had talked about this topic like very extensively. And it's difficult to remember key topics that you want to re-bring up, you know? And I remember after the show, Billy and I were chatting and he was like, dude, you didn't bring up such and such. And I was like, I know, yeah. and you didn't bring up such and such. And uh, it was just and like, I, I wanted to re-listen to it, but at the same time, I didn't want to because I know that it would infuriate me that I didn't remember to say certain things. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I have beef with you, Jake, and Harry, because I'm very, very sad that I did not get to partake in the Harry. Just saying. Tell Harry to hop on right now. Harry, get your computer. Harry, get your computer. Get on here, boy. Two, that's that's double the Claiborne in one week. Mm-hmm. Power hour. You send him the link? I don't know. If he wants to hop on, I'll send him the link. Yeah. Hell Just yeah. Let me know. No pressure. I don't want him this to feel just, like peer pressure is yeah, a bitch. Okay? Don't, don't. Yeah, we're not peer pressuring you, but you know, it's it'll make me feel good if you do. We're not peer pressuring you, but you, you you're gonna want to do this for your yeah, own good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, for my own good. Um, <laughs> I figured you'd be a little a little jealous of that one. I was. Well, I was kind of I was kind of butt hurt because I know Harry and I had, had talked a couple times and like there's scheduling conflicts and 
you know, life and work. Usual, and family, usual things. Yeah, adulting, you know. Uh, which, by the way, want to hear something crazy? Uh-oh. Speaking of adulting, uh, so my, so Anna Maria's little cousins, like children cousins, one of them I think is like eleven or twelve, and uh, she was asking them, like, "Hey, you know, <clears throat> what what are some of your favorite classes now that you're back in school?" And uh, she's like, "Oh, I like I like history, and I like this, and I really like my adulting class." And Anna Maria is like, "Excuse me." She's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We we look at a lot of grown up stuff like like financing. And I didn't get those freaking classes. No, what, what happened to us? Legit, school should be yeah. Should be teaching like the they crap. tell like I how need to, to know how to make a chair out of friggin' pine. Well, no, not even that. Just like they told her, that she was she was telling Anna Maria like, hey, uh, we learned how to like balance a checkbook. Like that would be extremely prevalent to my you know dumbass. I mean, I'm sure it's digital now, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right. So, <laughs> Anna Maria says, we're not peer pressuring you, but come to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Um, and yes, Miguel, we did get the shafts when it comes to that stuff. So, are we ready to but, do this? F- and we know how to do trigonometry. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, because I retained that. Okay. Everyone's like, you won't have a calculator everywhere you go. It's like, really? Really? How about a supercomputer? I, even if they didn't have it on phones, I'd probably have one on because I am god-awful at math. I mean, like, if we didn't have smartphones, I probably would too. I'm, at least like in my car, by, brief, by briefcase. When it comes you know? to math. Yeah, right? Because any of us are going to have a fucking briefcase. All right, you ready to do this photo thing? I almost got a calculator watch at Walmart the other day. Oh, God. They still sell them. That's hilariously horrible. Instead, I got a $10 watch. I got a $10 Walmart watch. I balled out. Nice. Nice. Okay. You know, a little stopwatch, everything, the whole deal. It's a, that George brand that they have. It's 10 bucks. <laughs> watch is a watch. Shoes are shoes. A car's a car. They all do the same thing. It won't let me. Is it because I have full screen on? Is that why? Fucking technology. All right, hold on a second. Let me fix this because I feel really, really dumb uh, right now. Apple watches. I don't see. I have a very hard time with the whole Apple watch. There it thing, is. Okay. Because I already have my phone in my pocket. I don't. To to me to to remove that like foot and a half of taking my phone out of my thing and just looking at my wrist just well i had silly, uh, but i have a coworker that has one and i see her used all the time so i'm like okay it actually kind of makes sense well so like anna maria has one and i'm i'm envious of some of the things that she can do with the technology you know and just like all of a sudden she'll just look at her wrist and i'm like what's going on and she says oh, someone from work's trying to call me and she could see who it is and like i didn't hear a ring or nothing but she felt it you know or whatever and then, like that's amazing everything's linked together right skynet's but, going live dude uh, yeah i know don't even get me started but I will say this. I always liked wearing a watch, like an actual watch. And uh, it took me, I know this sounds stupid, but maybe it's because I'm dyslexic as hell, but it took me a really long time in my youth to learn an analog watch. It just, you know, trying to get it down pat, you know? So when I finally felt good about it, I was like, man, I'm gonna start wearing a watch. And then I had someone who, I mean, it's not a real mentor, but I consider them very influential in my adult life. And they said to me uh, that they had a job interview. And this is like multi-million dollar big big wig corporate stuff 
and this may seem trivial to a lot of people, but apparently he did not hire this one individual because the guy didn't have a wristwatch on. And I was like, what? He says, yeah, the guy came in. His stuff was good. His time, his, his, his suit looked good. His presentation was good. And, you know, he's going to get a job in this field and he's going to do really, really well and be really successful, but I couldn't hire him. I said, okay, what is having a watch have to do this? Well, how am I supposed to rely on how am I, what did he say? He's like, how am I supposed to trust someone with my time when they don't even care about their own? And I was like, excessive. damn, but I'll tell you what though. I've worn a watch every single day of my life ever since that. And it's been nothing but helpful. So I really like citizens. If I was going to, if I was going to drop some money on a watch, I'd get a citizen. Citizen makes a nice watch. I like it. It's a nice watch. One day I'll get a Panerai one day. Not anytime soon. All right, I figured it out. Are we ready to do this snake contest? We are. Oh. So who's, all right, wait. I said snake. Well, okay. So that's damn still, it. Okay, well, they still have a one in what eighteen hundred. And I think it's like twenty seven hundred something like that. Now. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like the, we're up to twenty seven hundred something like that. Okay, you ready to rock and roll? Yeah. You want to show them what they're what they're winning again one more time? Yeah. It's so it's a THP shirt. Um, not this exact one, but just a military green one with the like eggshell art on it. I have it in large to extra large, and I have some other sizes for people in other colors if they so choose. If they'd rather have sand or black, or if you need a three X, I have three X in that gold color that I like so much that no one else seems to care about. Now, is the sand black uh, logo? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one of those. Uh, I'm gonna have to just saying. <clears throat> All right, ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Let's do it. Now, we will accept the common name, and we will accept the scientific name, and if no one gets it, but they at least get the genus, will we take the genus? Yeah, no reverse image searching, though. Yeah, and at the same time, yeah, and at the same time, if someone's like, oh, and by the way, this is clearly not the case, that looks like a a, a ball python. Is it a, a, a Togo ball python? We'll take something like that. You don't got to be exact. All right, here we go. Yeah, I don't even know what this is, so I don't. I don't even know. Like, I'm gonna be pretty much guessing with everyone else. So we literally just decided to do this like 30 seconds before we started. So clearly, it is a snake. Mm. I I know what it is. It's not. It's not. Not fair. What? It's not fair. Why is it not fair? So are we gonna just wait till the, the, the perfect person gets it? Like are we waiting? Like are we give give people time to do it? Because there's a lot of people jumping in right now saying, I mean, stuff. do you see it? What if I did see it? Would we end it that quickly? I don't know. Let some other folks get their get their guesses in. I yeah. guess. Yeah, let's get some guesses in. What's funny is I think the person that's gonna win this has probably looked at this photo, this exact photo, countless times. You know. Okay, so 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 all right. You think you think it's fair to do it now? Yeah. Are we gonna go? We're 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 done. There's a yeah. lot of people in here. If there's somebody else that wants to pipe up. Now's the time to do it. 
I think it might have already been hit. All right. Well, I don't see anything else popping up. So speak now or forever hold your peace. Speak speak now. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And the winner is Mr. Jason Keller. This is Malpalon. And I always butcher it. Moliensis. It's a hard one to say, especially in, in like the correct enunciation. Well, hold on. Time out. What? So Keller just said the genus. But okay, so well, all right. Are we Dylan gonna... said the full that species. That is that is very true. Dylan did say the full species. Do we do what do you want to do another one between the two of them as like a tiebreaker? Yeah, let's Thunderdome that shit. You want to Thunderdome it? Yeah, but make it like make it make it good. Well, I thought that was a really good one with like the hood and everything. I was expecting people to you know be yelling nausea species. See, but I figured I feel- Keller was going to get that right off the bat because right, and that's and I Keller thought that, keeping those. Well, and at this, but here's the thing though: this is a completely different locality than Keller's. But at the same time, no, I could I totally can see Keller. That's totally the ones that Keller has. It's, but I mean, it's they're like a, this one's like a thousand miles away from the ones he got. But anyway, re- regardless, I was assuming that Keller would have seen this photo a thousand times because it's a classic Malpolon photo. Um, all right, all right. Billy Jenkins says Thunderdome. Let's do it. Jason Keller, Dylan, you boys still here? Hopefully, think, Jason's not upset. <laughs> All right, Jason's gonna be blowing up my my Instagram inbox, going, "Hey, ass!" All right, so this is just between Dylan and Jason, right? <laughs> what? Jenkins said a thing in the group chat with a, <laughs> a picture of the screen says, "Fuck you, Keller." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop this one. Stop screen. Hey, wait. Should we have them like pick the continent? Yeah, let's do that. Let's right. do that. So Dylan and Jason, pick a continent. You have to agree on it. Or we can flip a coin for it. They can pick one and then we can flip a coin. I don't have a coin. I don't have a coin. No. Okay, well then we're not gonna flip a coin, but all right, we'll see. And we give hints. No. No, no hints. Come on, girl. No hints. This isn't this isn't the price is right. Billy Jenkins, Florida. <laughs> Just ash all over the carpet. Well, <laughs> Y'all choose. All right. North all America right. it is then. North America it is. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Bear with me because I can't quite remember the exact scientific name. Like I said, you can make it good. Don't be choosing like a corn snake or something obvious or a copperhead. And I tonight, Jesus. So I went walking around yesterday out at uh, Hunting Island, which is a state park here in my area. Nice. Which is about a 5,000 acre island uh, that has pretty much nothing as a nice beach and a lighthouse. And it's got trails that go from like one end to the other. And uh, they have a trail called Diamondback Trail. And yesterday the weather was so nice. I was about to go into Walmart to get some, some pillowcases to ship some snakes this week. And, I was like, you know what? The weather's really good today. I'll bet you. It was like low 70s, high of like 76, I think. 
sunny. And I was like, I'll bet you if I went out, I, I have a pretty good shot at finding a adamantius. Yeah, man. And I saw I, the video, man. It looked great. I went out and walked, man. I walked probably three or four miles at least. And um, I found a racer and that was it. But you can't help when you're out there walking around because there's so many of those like low lying palms and stuff. I don't even know what the actual name of those palms is, but they're, they cover that island. And it's like you see that kind of stuff and it's you only imagine how many of those things you're walking past as you're walking these trails and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's so thick in oh, some yeah. spots. It's like I almost if you threw like a rock or something in there, I wonder if you'd you'd hit something. But um, my buddy, uh, Tony Mills, who I've talked about previously, he me and him met up yesterday. I got some pines and uh, he said he's been out there, you know, 20 plus times looking for for Adamantius and he's never seen one. But OK, I've seen pictures of people who are like camping because they have a campground and stuff at one end and people walk those trails and stuff all the time. And like, there's a, a local page that posts like local happenings and stuff. And they've posted pictures of, of the diamondbacks that people have seen. So they're definitely out there. Um, I'm on the East coast. All right. We are ready. Let me just get this right. up real quick. Keller front center. All right. Dylan, get ready? ready. Here we go. This one's way harder because there's so many species that look like it. All right, North America. This is it, boys and girls. And I zoomed out only because the photo when we zoomed in was really grainy. So I was like, all right, it can't do it that way. But here we go. Three, two, one. Dance. Fight. Let's get it on. told you to pick something hard that is incredibly hard there's like eight animals that look like that who wants to sing the jeopardy music has to be a species keller genus only comes if we if we if no one can guess it All right, and are we giving because it's only you know the two of them are we giving uh like three three guesses or is it just like what do you want to do uh sure i mean keller's just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks right now <laughs> we'll let dylan do the same all right are you i don't even know what the i don't know know what the scientific is for plain belly water snakes See, that's why we need to use scientifics because I have no idea what a what a plain belly water snake is. I think I think it is. Uh, uh, well, I don't. Is plain belly erythrogaster? If you're asking me, I don't know. Justin, check your phone. So, all right. So Dylan says, Nerodia erythrogaster. <laughs> I, I can't remember which one that is. All right, but regardless, and then Keller says plain belly water. They are this they are in fact the same. So Okay, okay. Well, let's but make it even let's give them let's give them both a second guess because I'm going to narrow it down real quick right now. You ready? It is not Nerodia. 
Dun, dun, oh, I got sending me uh, messages calling it. Hmm. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. But <laughs> both get shirts, but send Keller the small. <laughs> you can hang it on your wall, but that's it. All right, guys, come on. You want me to zoom out a little bit? Just a tad. Oh, wait. Well, I mean, Chris isn't in this, you know. It's not what I thought it was initially. Okay. I will give you that. Justin, did you text me your guess? No, no. Okay. Did you get my text? I did. Okay, cool. Zoom out a tad, just like whatever the next level is. Let me zoom out a tad. Oh, no, I I lost the box. Hold on. (laughs) I don't even know where it is. Hold on. Let me move these. I got like 400 tabs open. All right, here we go. All right. Zooming out a skosh. What could it be? That's not a skosh. That's a skosh. I'm not showing him the head. Like 700 pixels ago. <laughs> the people listening to this on the ride to work are going to be really annoyed. <laughs> it's it's a ball python. There you go. Thanks, Ish. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. You could tell they're both like Googling the crap out of it. Ooh. All right. Are we? T- are those your final answers, gentlemen? I think they might be. Thumbs up if that's your final final uh, answers. I don't know that they can do that on their. Uh, they could. They could put an emoji. The, I don't. I, yeah, All right. So so Dylan's in. Dylan's hit the button. With Regina Grammy. Jason, are you in? They were furiously Googling. They were. Jason's in. All right. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is actually ready. Ready. Oh, my God. Just show it. Regina Septatovum. I think I said that wrong. Regina Septimvitata which is the queen snake, the, the, the normal queen snake or southern queen snake. So technically, Dylan got the genus right, but because we love you both and you guys are great sports, tell them what they've won, Justin. They're both going to get a shirt. They're both going to get a shirt. Just because they both, so they both answered the first one right. So we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. So. <laughs> Chris Sanchez, son of a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was a pretty hard one. Yeah, I just I initially thought Nerodia, and then the more I thought about it, and then when Kasiki texted me saying Regina, I was like, okay, yeah, probably. Yeah, um, actually, I, I wanted to get this specific Regina because it looks so close to a crayfish snake. You know, I, I figured that would be like the little curveball. 
I'm going to do one next week and it'll be just like a chondro. <laughs> <laughs> just the chondro tail. You have to guess the locality based on the tail. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I mean, it's something we'll we'll do each week, I think. You know, it's just been... Yeah, it's fun. Fun, fun little thing. Um, for anybody else that does want a shirt, please hit me up. Uh, I know a handful of people have already got theirs, so... I was, <laughs> I was using the Autopon Field Guide my dad gave me for my 16th birthday. <laughs> That's epic. I love yes, it. Yes, Tim, you can... Um, message me you can or you can paypal twenty dollars to palmetto coast exotics at gmail.com and then send me your address and your size and yeah jason keller i wear a size medium <laughs> could you imagine no offense jason but i feel like because jason's so tall it would legit be a crop top it, it would, would be, be it would be adorable top. adorable <laughs> yeah you couldn't handle that midriff. Ugh, so much hair. <laughs> With his obituary hat on. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So I enjoyed walking around the other yesterday looking for some, some diamondbacks. Unfortunately, I think the time to, like the days to go out and actually do that more on the weekends is coming to a close because it's cooling off pretty regularly here now. So after talking to Harry, you know, on Thursday, I just, I was like, you know what? I'd feel like I do the same thing every weekend. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go out. I'm going to walk around, get covered in ticks, you know, maybe get some poison ivy or something. It'll be a good time. Yeah, man. It's what we do. Just went out there. I was all by myself in the silence. You know, what's weird though. So I was walking around after like the first hour. I was like, it is awfully quiet out here. And then I realized there's like next to no squirrels on Hunting Island. Really? Yeah. Is that because of, you think, predation or? Um, no, I think it's because the island is like, there's a, a decent sized creek that separates. So there's like a little archipelago, right? So there's like, right. you leave Ladies Island, then you go on to St. Helena Island, then you go on to harbor island then you're on hunting island and then at the end of that is frip island and so i think there's there's too much space and too much water between like mainland or saint helena which is a huge island it's gigantic yeah uh, there's too much water and space between that and like hunting and frip uh i think i don't know what frip is like frip has a bunch of deer on it it's a big big like summer vacation place but um yeah, it was just odd because normally, like, if I'm walking around here, you know, squirrels are making racket constantly. Yeah, you especially this time moving. of year. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's awfully quiet out here. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, there's, I've, I've seen only like two squirrels while I was out there. Well, let me ask you this. I, I saw the video you posted you walking on that one, like, uh, ATV trail, but is it a lot of oak? Mm hmm. Because I feel like down by me, a lot of live oak, a lot there's, of pine. Yeah, there, if there's pine, you're not always going to have luck in terms of squirrels or fox squirrels. But, dude, the oaks, man, the oak is where it's at. Especially when you have, like, you have, I want to say, islands of palmetto scrub. But, like, you'll have palmetto heads 
that kind of have like little waterways in between them and then mm-hmm. they'll all border like a good good cypress head with oak trees on the outside and i, I yeah. feel like it'd be very similar by you and do that squirrel that's squirrel haven yeah as they're they're crawling all over everything everywhere else but i just thought that was odd i'd never noticed that i mean i used to work out at hunting island way back when um it was like 2011 okay i think i wasn't out of a state job didn't pay great and i was i was there for i don't know probably six months and i noticed that there were people that were working there for like over a decade and they hadn't gotten a raise and i was like mm, it's exit strategy here so that's tough so uh uh wow i lost my thing miguel asked if there's still reptiles roaming around at this time of year by me it is absolutely got stuff moving and miguel says he's gonna be in west palm beach next week so miguel if you don't call me and let me pick you up and take you into some pygmy rattlesnake country i'm gonna be very disappointed my friend very disappointed that was your invitation in case you didn't catch that, bro. <laughs> and Harry said, I feel like those islands are typically loaded with little rattlesnake candy sized rabbits. Yeah. And yeah, I don't see that's another weird thing. So we, when I lived in Virginia, because my dad was stationed up there, there were rabbits everywhere. And then you move down here. And if I see a rabbit running around, it's usually pretty rare. And I think it's because we have so many more birds of prey here in terms of the different species of hawks and owls and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I don't see rabbits, and if I see rabbits, I see them for about a second, and then they're gone. Yeah. So I don't know. The islands, I don't think necessarily have have a lot of rabbits on them, if any at all, depending on which one you're on. Um, they definitely do exist, and I think there's certain populations and areas where rabbits are definitely more prevalent. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's it's kind of weird. Um, and like I said, Tony said he's gone out there, you know, twenty plus times looking for eastern diamondbacks and he has he's come up uh come up short so yeah i don't know but they exist so dude and it's never herpers that really find them it's always somebody jogging or something you know or birders do you guys get a lot of migratory birds by you or no because it's also Uh, so close to the coast okay yeah we get a lot of uh like wood storks and nice nice Dude, we used to get so many wood storks by me. We just don't anymore. There's a site, there's like this little wetland area in town that's like made for migratory birds. And there's some species of stork or egret or something that that sets up shop there for a period. I don't remember which kind, though. Nice. Actually, uh, Anna Maria saw her first pink spoonbill a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, we were out in the cane fields, and one of the paddocks had just gotten flooded out. And it's always tough to tell if it's a, a, a you know human controlled flood or if it's just from natural rain. You know, because summer we get so much rain, and uh, this one paddock that had been cut down of the cane, <clears throat> and the muck started to have like little sprouts of something coming up. I don't know if it was sod or if it was sugar cane or whatever, and it was mm-hmm. all flooded under probably maybe five, six inches of water. And there was this bright, bright pink spoonbill just doing this thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. awesome. Are there any, I like the wood storks. I don't know what it is about them. I mean, they're they're ugly as hell, but... Dude, they're dinosaurs, man. But they are cool. Yeah, man. Very Big cool. Ones. Yeah, them and spoonbills, man. Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, not Spoonbill. It's a shoe bill. Shoe bill. Can't imagine coming eye to eye with one of those things. Ugh. Yeah, no thanks. <clears throat> yeah, I just want to see a Diamondback, man. I know that's a. It's been a few the, years since I've seen one. It's odd. Like, I really want to do an Adamantius episode with somebody. I don't know who. Uh, I want it to happen because I just I, that's that's a species that I really do love. I mean, it's to me. Yeah. That's one of my sort of top goals in my in herping, like in my lifetime, is to see a diamondback in the wild in my area. Like not necessarily like, yeah, you can go to, you know, Florida and, and probably find one without much, much work. But it's harder than I, you think, bro. I want to see one up here. Yeah. Yeah. I dude, it would be great to see one from every state of their range. Mm-hmm. Like that would be incredible, you know? So, because I, I mean, like, I, I went into work this morning. I told my coworkers, I was like, Yeah, I went out to Hunting Island yesterday and walked around, looked for some, you know, dime bags. Of course, they were like, Why? <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, To me, that's like, that's like seeing a tiger. Like, it down is. here, you see gators, and that's one thing. Those are all over the place. But like, an Eastern Diamondback is like the unicorn of the area, you know? Yeah. And that's just, it's not until you see one that isn't behind glass, that isn't in a cup, like that is right in front of you, like ready to go, that you understand just how serious that snake is. Yeah, especially when it's like a big six footer. Oof. You know, thicker than your arm. Oh, it's a hell of an animal. Hell of an animal. I just, I don't know. I can't describe it. There's like a regality. Harry said it. Harry said it. Snake gods. Yeah, yeah, it's the the top boss, man. And I was I was so sure yesterday that I had this I had this feeling that I'd see one. I don't know what it was. Like I said, I randomly was like, I'm gonna go walk around, and uh, I had this feeling that I'd see something, and I didn't. I saw a racer, but that was it. And I just I was fully prepared to look up and sort of like look as I'm looking and walking and see one just curled up under one of those palms, you know, in like the, the broken sunlight and stuff. And that just, ugh. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Chris Sanchez says they never look as good as they do in the wild. It's an otherworldly feeling. And the one I have seen that was not, that was wild. Um, that was one that I somehow my dad ended up with it. I don't know if somebody removed it from a property and then he ended up with it or if he went and removed it. I don't know what, I don't remember what the story was, but that, it wasn't a small one, but it wasn't a big one either. And that thing, man, it just like you could tell it was just ready. It was it, it, it's almost a species that seems fully aware of what it's capable of. It doesn't oh, want yeah. to use it, but it knows that it can. Absolutely. Very well put. Very well put. Especially since almost every diamondback that I've ever found, first of all, I've I've never been to one to actually spot one. I've always just been with people and be like, oh, yo, look at that. There's no sound until there is. Like, yeah, you're like on it? top of it. Yeah, literally be looking at it and it'll just be sitting there. It may mm-hmm. S up. It may open itself up a little bit. But until you get to that certain point when it's like, okay, all right, you want to play? Boom. Then it just turns on, man. Oh, incredible. And I find that interesting because you think about 
that's what I've heard either. I don't know if it was Jake or somebody else that was talking about on Paris Island, which is the military, like the, the Marine recruiting depot. Yeah. Um, they study diamondbacks out there. Oh yeah. Like religiously. Cause there's a lot of them. Like there's a very, very healthy population out there. And so they do radio telemetry and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Jake who helped them one time. And he's like, you could hear it beeping and it kept getting faster and faster and faster and you wouldn't see the snake. Like it's not like you're literally within, you know, a 20 foot radius and you just, you don't see it. Like you can get closer and closer and it doesn't pop out until you're practically standing on it. And, uh, you know, the, the not rattling thing is, is something that I wonder is if it's something of our doing, because you think about the generations of, of them getting killed by people and the ones that laid low and didn't make a sound were the ones that survived and that just kept getting passed on and passed on and passed on. And yeah, but I, don't, I, I agree with it. Obviously it's a proven fact. And like when we were in West Texas, we found that one Aatrox that had some kind of issue with its tail. Um, but I also think that it may not necessarily be because of the human interaction. It could just be like, do they see me? Do, is my camouflage working? You know what I mean? If I just kind of scoot to the side, I can slip into the palmetto and no one will be the wiser. I, I really feel like they know how loud and boisterous it is. So it's almost like we know the venom is the last resort, but I almost feel like they don't want to rattle because it's really going to give their position away. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually, I have this video from uh, my buddy found this, uh, I think like last year and uh, forgive the, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear the audio or not, but forgive the truck noise in the background. Um, But hold on a second. I got to get out of full screen. But like, this is from an hour and a half Northwest of me. So Sean asked if uh, cotton mouths and copperheads are hard to come by. Cotton, uh, copperheads, not so much. I really haven't seen any cotton mouths in my area except for that one wildlife management area that Jake likes to frequent. <clears throat> yeah, dude, that is just. Could you hear the rattle or no? No, no. Oh, you, just, you can't help but freaking love those things, man. Just look at that, though. Here, I'm going to unplug my headphones for a second. Like, that is a beast. Can you hear it? Yeah. Faintly. Beast to the southeast. Yeah, Patrick said there was a theory in Southeast Georgia that the rattlers there don't rattle because of the ones because the ones that rattle got killed, so humans have selectively uh, have selected for ones that don't. Perhaps. Yeah, that's that's just. There was part of me that hoped I would set foot down or tap a, you know, pile of uh, palms or something and start hearing that and be like, oh, my God. But And, you know, man, it's, it's a numbers game. I'm sure if you went out there yeah. once a week yeah. for however many weeks at the right time of year, you know, 
And like, I know there's a lot of guys by me that, you know, they know that springtime is the time because all the males are moving. Uh, and the best luck you're going to have is like two or three in the afternoon when males are on the cruise. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you're not going to find one soaking up some sun in the morning or getting that last little bit of street warmth in the evening. So a lot of like people that I know, they'll make a whole day of just looking for diamondbacks and they'll wake up super early. They'll get there right as the sun's coming up. They'll do a little road cruising on some of the back roads through the Palmetto heads. And then they'll go and get lunch and hang out and maybe they'll do a little fishing. And then right around that two o'clock time, they'll go back into it and look around, drive around, hit the dirt roads and then, you know, eat a snack, maybe have a picnic or something and then do the evening time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if, you, if, if you and Jake are up to, you know, managing time with work and family and everything but if you could do that you'd probably have a lot better luck you know yeah and it was just like i said it was sort of a last minute thing but i'm sure we're probably kind of getting past that prime sort of fall time here you know that fall spike so that may be something where in spring i definitely make an effort because that place opens at sunrise um and closes at sunset. So, is there a gate? Um, yes. Damn. So there's like a guard. There's like a shack where you pay for tickets to get in, and then uh, okay, um, that's the worst. There's a bunch of houses where the rangers all live, sort of sprinkled around the island. Okay. Um, okay. But I don't know. Like I, I can't. I could have gone down to. There's like a little fishing pier at the at the end of the island before it cuts to the bridge to go to Fripp. And I could have just as easily parked there and just gone and walked from from that end in. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to support the state parks. I'll yeah. $8, of know, course. My thing. So didn't want to be that guy. Yep. I, uh, I just renewed my state credentials and uh, I did. Um. Normally, I buy like the sportsman package and I get all the licenses. And I was like, you know what? As much as I want to support the state, times are tough sometimes. And uh, I was like, I'm not hunting deer this year. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not hunting archery. I've never hunted archery. I was like, so let me just pay for the other ones. You know, I got spring turkey just in case. Got all the WMA stuff, freshwater fishing, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, at least I put my dues in unlike the filthy birders yes eight dollars harry you can buy an annual pass for like 99 so i may see if jake just wants to split that with me or something and then definitely be able to get out there more the bugs were horrible though like mosquitoes were eating me alive man gotta get that thermosel baby Ugh. gotta get that well i didn't like i didn't bring anything with me mm. like, i had a cigar in my back pocket i forgot my cutter i had oh. a lighter I had my wallet, I had my keys, I had my hook. That was it. And my phone. So Yeah, man. If I if I'm gonna do a legit hike, especially like this time of year or whatever, I have I have my camelback, which only has one pocket for the bladder, but it's got extra room for, you know, throwing in like a a dry compass. And it's filled with gin. Odds and ends. <laughs> it's not filled with gin, no, sir. And uh <clears throat> excuse me. And I have my little fanny pack and that I put across my chest. And my fanny pack has some medical stuff, you know, some first aid, tourniquet. I have my handheld GPS in there. Um, some other knickknacks. If I want to throw like a Nature Valley bar in there, I can do that too. And uh, ba- battery pack in case electronics take a crap. 
you know, even the, the GPS still has a battery, you know. Um, and then you have everything on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man, I got, you know, Renella in my throat. Jesus. Let me see if I can pull up a map of the, the trails. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I actually was going to, while you're doing that, um, I got Anna Maria a new dumpy tree frog we did not have such good luck with the last one um as anyone who can tells you who keeps dumpies babies are really hard to get established um but we have a new one and we named him maverick or it maverick which i thought was an adorable name um and i just want to show you how anna marie set him up because he's the frog of frogs I mean, everyone, tell me how cute this little guy is. Look at this guy. This guy is the best. Look at this little blue bastard. How's the Neff doing? Neff's doing good. I uh, eating. It, it's it's eating. Uh, not in front of me, but it's eating. I mean, I I have been checking every other day to make sure there's not like just dead crickets in there. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have only found one, and I've given her eight so far. So. She's eating something. Yeah. Know? But so that's Maverick in all of his squishy glory. Uh, and I, I thought this was a good setup. She did a good job setting that thing up. I like it. Yeah. And then I got really, really, really close because I, I was like, oh, look, I got a, a shot for your for your uh, phone lock screen dude how adorable is that little bugger this is the cutest of cute you got food for me just chilling just being a fat old frog got your map yes harry says that thing knows secrets (laughs) well what's funny is the entire time when i got him and i put him in the deli cup and everything his eye his pupils were gigantic and he was super cute with these big big old doe eyes the minute we put them in there with the led lights his pupils shrunk down i felt bad (laughs) see they have diamondback rattlesnake trail oh look at that is it 1.9 or 19 miles uh 1.9 i'm sure Uh, okay so what i did is i drove in uh, from here, parked in parking lot J. I walked here. I walked all the way down this way, cut through here, and then walked this, and then just came back around. So I did like this little inner loop here. This this trail right here, I don't think is so great for for Diamondbacks in particular because it's there's not nearly as much cover. Uh, it runs parallel to the lagoon here, which actually, um, so the scene in Forrest Gump where Bubba dies, that was shot like somewhere along the lagoon here. This used to be legitimately really? closed off and stuff, but erosion is slowly taking the island away. So is um, it brackish or is it straight up salt water now? Oh, no, it's straight salt. Like this is the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I, when they filmed it or back then, was it a, a freshwater lake or no? 
No, no, it was a lagoon oh, okay. that had it like the tide was able to come and go out of it. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I don't even know what this is. I need to look into that. What is that? The, the little offshoot. Little hunting island. Nice. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, See, that's where all the dimebacks are. <laughs> probably. Yeah. What um, was the freshwater supply when you were there? Was there any like big size puddles or any lakes or anything? Uh, there's some, but they were pretty much dried up. We really haven't had any rain lately. Um, but there's definitely a lot of low spots where water collects after some serious rain. So yeah, I but I I like I wanted to stick towards like the middle of this mostly just because that's I feel like that's where fewer people are sort of walking around and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this runs directly parallel to the road, like the main drag, the main highway. Um, so you're like you're close enough to where you can see the power lines and you can hear cars, but you're I think far enough in to where if you if you were to see something, it would probably be hanging out still. So yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people get weary of you know major roads like that and finding animals, but I almost feel like you get lucky with those because the animals are basically acclimated to hearing and feeling all that road disturbing disturbance excuse me yeah and this this trail right here this is much so this is the uh like the north end this is where the campgrounds are and stuff this is much more swampy not nearly as much pine and um sort of maritime forest as you get down here um i want to go walk this again for sure because this is not nearly as flat uh most of the stuff on this side, minus Diamondback Trail, that one's got a little bit more going on. But everything else, as far as these go, is is really flat, not not hard to do at all. And then this down here is what gets crazy with these huge dips and hills and stuff like that. So I don't know, but nice. at some point, I want to walk. You know, like the whole the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it's only two miles. You know. I think I did that whole loop in like I don't know an hour and a half. I wasn't okay. walking, I wasn't walking super fast. I was kind of trying to slow down purposefully and like look around and yeah, take your time. Flip some palms like dead palms because that's nature's tin. Oh yeah. And uh, well, I don't know if they have any like pictures. I don't know. It's freaking gorgeous out there, though. Like, even if you don't find anything, it's still a, a pretty pretty cool place to check out. Yeah, man. It looks great. Is it still open in winter or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's you a lighthouse you can climb that's like a million walks. steps. If you, yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> this is... Man, look, look at that oak. Like the, the lagoon side of things. Yeah. Dude, that is straight up time back territory. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <clears throat> but this is like the whole place is just covered in, in you know, Palmetto. This. Yeah. Especially the, the south, the south end of things. It's like when I walk around, I, I kind of expect to be like hunted by predator when I'm there. <laughs> Clever girl. But now there's a lighthouse. It's like 300 something damn steps and totally not worth Oof. it. What do you mean totally not worth it? There's zero there's... airflow in that thing. So you're climbing upstairs that are like 
completely vertical. It's not like a, a slow, gentle descent. Like you're, it, it, the steps are steep, and there's a lot of them, and there's no airflow in that thing. So like, you start getting dizzy by about the halfway point because you can't get any oxygen to your brain. If you do it in summer, it's about ninety-five degrees in there with without the airflow. And does the lighthouse it, actually work? No, no. Oh, so there's no like actual light at night. Uh. Uh-uh. You could get up, um, you can like climb all the way to the top, but mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. It's uh, very cool. I've, very I've cool. done it a couple times and every time I'm like, this is, this is dumb. Because then you get at the top and if you don't like heights, it's like people at the bottom look like they're about that big. Yeah, but how's the view? It's awesome. Nice. Well, that's but just like the top of, of Lost Mine. It's like cool. There's more mountains. All right, I'm gonna go back down now. Pia says you can't spell hyperventilating without herping. Yeah, it's very true. No, 167 steps at the top. Mike said it feels like double that. Nice. And it's even worse when you have like, like there used to be a ton of people in there climbing at the same time, and you'd always get stuck behind like an older person that's barely getting to the freaking top like yeah that's the worst but they've actually moved so they moved that whole thing a handful of years ago i don't know i don't know how they did it but it was closer to the beach like that beach according to my parents back when they were kids and they were like going there in like high school and stuff like that beach used to go for what seemed like a mile and now because of erosion there's there's not nearly as much and at some point because of that they had to move like literally move the lighthouse back Wow, um, from where it was, and it's it's crazy. That's awesome. It's wild. Yeah, we have a lot of that erosion down by me. Um, there's uh, anywhere in my like Tri County area where there's a port, like an actual port, um, and then anywhere where there's like a, an actual inlet. Uh, almost all of them are not man-made. The canal systems are man-made, but like the actual inlets, they're all natural. Well. Because of construction and bridges and lots and lots and lots of boats and a lot of big boats too, mm-hmm. like oil, oil tankers and stuff, um, they have to make jetties to stop the erosion. But what happens is it, it doesn't stop it; it just delays it. Yeah. So on the north, the north side of yep. the inlet gets eroded, and the south side behind the jetty becomes bigger. So like every five, 10 years, the beach on the jetty will be two, 300 yards wide. But the beach on the other side, on the north side, is like 100 feet long or 50 yeah. feet long. So they have to dredge it all out and move yep. that sand. Yep. They crazy, did that a man. couple. They've already done that a few times here at, at Hunting Island. And they put out some of those groins to help slow it down. And it's just mm-hmm. that's all it does is just delay it. But yeah. And there's not even any major construction that goes on over there. Like it's a state park, like, you know, it's like completely natural. It's just one of those things where it's like, it was going to happen. I think one way, like eventually. Yeah. It's just but, nature. Yeah. People, there used to be these cabins that were on like stilts because they would be really close to the water. And there used to be, I think like six or seven of them. And now there are none. Because literally, like, because the beach eroded wow. and stuff, you couldn't even access them anymore. And so they kind of just let them sort of disappear into oblivion. But it's wild. Like, people used to rent those out. 
Like every year people would run them out. And now, you know, within the last like decade, the last one finally went. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, my city that I live in Boca Raton, you know, everyone says, Oh, go down to Boca. Well, the name Boca Raton mouth of the rat, right? That comes from colonial Spain. When the guys came over on boats, there was an inlet that from the top of the crow's nest looked like the shape of a rat's head. And they called it Boca Raton. And, uh, by the time that the city of Boca Raton had been settled in, it wasn't a city. It was just like a, a settlement that mouth, that rat mouth inlet or rat mouth, you know, erosion area was gone. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the real inlet or the real erosion area was actually down by South beach down in Miami. Oh, wow. and, I, I, and I'm like 30, 40 minutes via car mm-hmm. North. Right. So when they landed, they were like, oh, this has got to be it. This has got to be it. Well, it's not. It, you know, you're 20 miles or 30 miles north of where it's supposed to be, but the name stuck. So everyone's like, oh, where is the rat's mouth? Well, there is no rat's mouth. There never was a rat's mouth, you know, because it's 30 miles south and doesn't exist anymore because of, you know, evolution of our world. <laughs> so I always think that story but is The cool. name stuck. Yeah. The name stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. So how's your critters doing? Uh, everyone's good. I finally, Jake helped me probe that corn I got, uh, that Craigslist corn that is a cool. male. So All right. I've come to find that probing is much easier if you have someone else to help you hold the damn snake while you probe it. Always. So Jake helped me with that. Um, my probing skills, I think are, are pretty solid now. I'm very confident in my, my probing abilities. Good, excellent. And I told Jake because Jake was like, "Man, I want to like I want to, but I'm scared I'm gonna fuck something up." And I'm like, "Dude, the only way you learn how to do it is to to do it, and obviously yeah. be as gentle as possible. It's really not that difficult." You know? Right, right. But uh, it's a boy, and then I think I mentioned that I finally probed the southern pine. Okay. That I thought was a female, also a boy. <laughs> uh, and then I got another male southern pine yesterday so i got one for me and then jake got one too so i have two two male southern pines um it's better than no i you know i enjoy them like the the one i got a while back like the first one it's a really chill snake like it never gets huffy and puffy like always eats nice very curious you know these babies i haven't really messed with them much i held them held them for a little bit yesterday and then you know took a reel and a picture and put them back and I don't know how they are now. Like now that they've had time to relax, but I don't know. It seems like they those kind of can go either way. Cause uh, you know, Tony mentioned that he has some that are just like, they're out for blood. And then I have mine, which I can like reach in and grab. No problem. And Jake has his angry Western stuff. And I don't know. That's just, it's a cool snake. It's a cool species. You know, I'm just enjoying them. Yeah. Really, I really have no desire to go deep into to Pituophis. Um, I would eventually like to get some Kankakees. I would have liked to eventually get some Northerns, but that's like a like way down the line thing. Just because space is not space is not. Uh, I get it on my side when it especially for something like that. You know, 
Yeah, I've had a I've had a lot of pines and bulls and gophers over the years, but it never really stuck. It just wasn't my thing. But uh, they were all super chill. I mean, like Jani and you know, I had some of the red bulls. I don't remember locality, and uh, but the worst one, the actually the only one that was a dick, was a mutt of some kind. I, it was the guy I got it from said it was a pine, but it was albino leucistic. Hmm. And it was straight up. It, its eyes were normal pine snake eyes, but the body was patternless, and it was bubblegum pink. Like that legit. Might have been a southern. It might have been southern. And uh, dude, that thing was the meanest, nastiest snake you've ever worked with. But it didn't bite. Does that make sense? Yeah, it just did all the yeah, dude. Puff, it, puff it, and oh, and it, it would strike. It would open mouth strike, but never close its mouth on your skin. You know, and it got, I got him like three, four foot and like you take that thing out and everyone be like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. And uh, it was just super mean, man. But it eh, wasn't for me. Yeah. I mean, the, the sire to the two that I have is, I think, at least six feet, six and a half, like just a beast of an animal, you know. And nice. Nice. If I can have my my first one get to that size and be super chill like to me that's awesome to have i mean i might as well get a yeah. on at that point but you know to have something that big that's chill and indigo that, indigos are cool they just it's another one that just doesn't doesn't do much for me man i feel like Treat that's blasphemy like I, nah, I, get more nah. shit. I feel like i'd get more shit for saying that than something about you know oh pythons are overrated like if I speak ill of indigos, I'm gonna have a whole whole crowd that finds me. Yeah, man, it's it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Everyone I I know that has it just complains about how messy they are. You're right; they're atrocious. <laughs> they're a huge pain in the ass. So, yeah, but they're awesome. Yeah, I like. All, we all have our things that we tolerate. You know. I love I love the northerns. Jake got some from Chris not that long ago, and Chris and Jake was like you want one? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, you can buy it. You can buy it from me. And I was like, what? Or he was like saying I could keep, I could hold on to it for him or keep it for him. And I'm like, why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> take care of it for you just so you could take it back, whatever you want. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. But I do love Northerns. And it's I like my Jani. Like, I have my little lone male Jani. That seems like a species that you kind of don't appreciate until it starts to really color up. But at the same time, Jake said that mine is really pale in compared in, in comparison to yeah. I, I think I think yours is very pale. I, that's why I feel bad. I feel like it's almost wasted on me because I'm like I like Jani. Like they are really cool. They are really pretty. But I'm like the one I have is cool. I just like without yeah, but it's still it's still got some grown to do. You know that thing could completely oh, yeah. change. So yeah. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Florida's. I've never found one. Um, and I have a soft spot for Louisiana's. I really I do like the southern stuff. I think the southern stuff in general is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then next to that's the Jani man. Dude, that's like you, you can't beat that. Seeing, seeing all the Kentuckys that we saw at Daytona, I like the I like the look of those, that sort of yellowy hayish color sort of yeah. overtone. I like that a lot. Yeah. Kankakees. There was someone selling Kankakees at Daytona for a really good price. I think it was a wholesaler. I don't know. They had a ton of them, but 
that was very tempting, but without knowing. Yeah, and I feel how, like if, if you're gonna they are, you if know. you're gonna do that, you you got to get Chris's stock. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just a given. So that's one of that's really the only pitch you office that the I remember when Jake was talking about him and I looked him up. I was like, oh, okay, like those definitely those those got to happen. Yeah, I think I think if I didn't have Dramark on, I would probably do the Jani again and definitely do Louisiana's. You know, I can keep uh, a single Florida by me, but I don't know, man. I probably, I probably, just, I just want to see one in the wild. That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only seen one, and it was crossing the road in my parents' neighborhood here on the island, and this was. Wow. This was like 2006, so this was a long okay. time. It's the only pit I've ever seen. Um, so I don't know if they're like extirpated from the island now or what. I haven't even seen a DOR. I've seen no signs of Pituovis other than that that single one. So, yeah, I don't know. But that is something me and Jake were talking about though. Was like, you really, I don't know. I I also don't have a great pulse on sort of the pituophis circle and, and who's breeding what but it doesn't seem like there's a ton of people doing much for southerns there there's not man there's not i know there's a couple guys in florida that have uh they have their one male per se and they'll breed a florida and they'll breed that to other uh non-florida southern morph stuff to do hybrids mm-hmm. and because that's the way you could sell in florida um but there's not a lot of them and they're strictly colubrid guys, you know. Yeah. That's all they do. And I mean, I guess I kind of get it because, in terms of, in the in like the realm of Pituovis, Southerns for the most part aren't terribly flashy. Yeah. Like they don't have a whole lot going for them in the in the looks department. I but, I think they're still but, like yeah. naturally pretty in their own right. And dude, the the contrast, man, the the light and dark contrast is what gets at me. Especially yeah. when you get some like the lilac and lavender up in there. Mm-hmm. Like Jake's albinos, those that albino Perry has, like those are killer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a morph guy, man, but those things are killer. That male, especially because <clears throat> he's like that deep, almost like a lipstick red on the yeah. saddle. Yeah, just. And that that's the one that has that really bold white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stark yeah. white, stark white. Yep. Yeah, the female is much more of a of tannish color with like some some more pinkish brownish colors, but. They're both nice. Did I think he, he's gonna try and pair them next year. I don't. I don't know if he decided yet or not. If he's gonna go for it. But when I was up for your wedding, he didn't have that pair. He had, but he had one because I remember him pulling one out. That was the forks. That was his forks. Yeah, that thing was cool. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, you know, last time we were at the Columbia show, he bought a little. I don't. It wasn't even. I think it was just labeled as a bull snake. <laughs> and he brought it home and he's raised it up and like he showed me that and i was like which one is that And he's like dude that's that little random one i bought at columbia nice look at the killer looking pit i don't know what like what browns and tans it's like blacks black nice. saddles on the first nice. like half you know really dark like high contrast markings on the head and the face the and like black raccoon really, mask yeah like really nice. cool looking dude that like, it was almost to the point where it's one of my favorites of what he has and he's like, I don't have any idea what it is. I'll never breed it, but it's just a nice snake and it's chill, you know. So yeah, it's cool, man. Very cool, dude. It's a big keeled snake. It's chilling. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's awesome. 
Mike Gillen makes up a good point. He says, it seems like people are doing Southerns, but mostly because of the morphs, you know, albino patternless and Lucy's. So, yeah. 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 yeah but dude, when you see those, you know, those black Northerns, man. Oof. Yeah. Especially the Kanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough when you have no space for all these things. You're preaching the choir, brother. Got to figure out the... Uh, I got to do like an overhaul in terms of caging and stuff. Like all the stuff that isn't black box, I want to get switched over to black box. And then I got to figure out how I'm going to work it all. Like make it all... My room layout's a little weird. Like some of the walls are shorter than others because there's a stupid closet. And then I have that giant Cambro rack that I want gone. I want to swap that out for some actual like cages, like adult size cages that I can put the rhinos in and condros in. You just gotta, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do that. Or I just honestly, I, I just need a bigger room. We all do, man. We all. Yeah, and Miguel says he has a, a southern that's pretty snaky scene. It's literally pink. And he said, you know, he doesn't want more. And I get that. I can understand. Like that's you know, they eat a lot. They they burn through food freakishly fast. Um, you know, I get it. I can imagine the people that breed pits and have a ton of them, like their freaking rodent bill must just must be insane. Yeah, but you look at like the videos that Panshaw posts of him just opening the sterilite and like having all those black pattern babies just popping up at him. Like that's got to be an amazing feeling, you know? It's got to be awesome. Yeah. Jake can keep those too. Those are legit little perps, man. Yeah. They are. Anytime, every time I see those and I see Jake playing with his and they're all like pissed off and I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's a perp without a doubt. They're the same color pattern too of the ones I had. <laughs> yeah, the Cape Bajas. Are those the Vertebralis? Those are really nice. So many feeders. Yeah, dude, and these like these these little baby Southerns or Floridas. I need to, I need to look that up and figure out what the final, like, what are they right now and how legit is the the taxonomy on it. On the it's ones just, you have, open nose, just the whole like Southern versus Florida thing. Well, it's two. I thought it was two different species. I thought they all got labeled as Southerns, like they're all really. Now I think so. Interesting. I wonder if my legislation's changed. Hmm. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. And Lisa brings up a point. She said, if I remember correctly, Jennifer Joseph said she isn't above collecting road-killed squirrels to feed her bulls. I, I think I remember her saying that, too. Yeah. I don't know that I'm that brave. If it's something that was, like, fresh-killed, i.e., like, I accidentally ran it over, maybe. But she freezes them. Yeah, still. That just seems messy. Yeah, and then... Called out and it turns there's out actually like a lot of people... I've been talking to a lot of people on Instagram that are getting some dor snakes and feeding them to you know whatever their ophiophagus type snake they may have may be you know ribbon snakes too. yeah yeah 
I mean, they're freezing it, so. Hmm. I know it won't kill everything, but it'll help something. I don't well, know I, her, but she was on Colubrid and Colubrid Radio a couple months back. What were you doing? What's that? What were you doing? I'm trying to pull up pictures. Oh. and Sorry, I'm doing a horrible job multitasking. Um, I got to observe a very unique observation that I've never seen. I mean, granted, I haven't been keeping this genus a very long time, but uh, for those of you who are unaware, I recently got a bunch of stiletto snakes and I got one. Oh yeah. What's up with the, uh, what's the, what's on the front? Well, there. they're not eating shit. So uh, rodents are out. Um, yeah, that's rodents are out. Um, they didn't even try to, they don't even try to kill them. They literally just like are afraid of them. Um, I have a video I was going to show of them, <laughs> of one being afraid of rodents. <laughs> um, even but like day olds that that's the only thing I've given them is, is pinks. So, oh, I mean, the, yeah. the, in the video, I guess it's hard to sort of get a grasp for, they look like fuzzies in the video, but no, they're, they're pinks. It's just oh. bad lighting. Um, and that's the, that's the video I'm going to show. Um, and don't worry, YouTube facebook nothing dies nothing's being fed off um but i got one specimen first and i had it for about two months and i got three more and granted those three more are not settled in quite yet but that first one's actually shed twice it hasn't eaten anything but it's shed twice and then i go to check on them and this is what i find which i thought was super cool because i had no idea this was even a thing um let me do this Let's share screen look at this hunting posture now for those of you who are looking at this on a computer right now can anyone see the snake i can but only because you sent me this yeah well i'll go to the next picture so this is one of the enclosures for one of the stilettos and uh, I've got some <clears throat> oak leaves in there, a nice piece of cork flat, and then uh, a mixture of different kinds of soil and sand that I just kind of threw together, and a nice water dish that I put into the substrate. Well, right around here is actually the snake's head and tail, which I thought was super cool. So and this is, me. Yeah, this is clearly a hunting posture. Now, I'm, let me rephrase that. It's not clearly a hunting posture. I'm anthropomorphizing it and saying that it's a hunting posture but i feel like if the animal was hiding for self-preservation i don't think that it would hide like this i feel like it would go underneath the leaf litter or underneath the cork bark itself or bury itself completely under the dirt not use the tip of its tail and its head at the surface i feel like it's waiting for something to walk by i feel like it's it's waiting for a skink or something and maybe it's waiting to feel the vibrations under the surface i don't know um but i've never seen this before and I, i've kept a handful over the years but this is my first time really focusing on them and i'm just i'm enamored i, I mean it's i know it's stupid it's just a snake sticking his face out of the dirt but I, I there's just so many questions i have and hopefully they get answered so 
but I had never seen that posturing before ever. So it's been, we're right around almost four months now with this one animal. And I'm wondering if it just takes that long for it to get comfortable, you know? Yeah. Sent it up. Yeah. I think that was sort of one of the things we were sort of spitballing back and forth on was, you know, do they just take longer than other snakes to get established? And yeah, you know, are they just that shy to where they, they, you know, maybe if you leave them in a dark and, you know, cover up their, their boxes or something for two weeks at a time and see if that has any effect on them. If they keep it dark as hell for a while and leave food in that way and see if that makes a difference. Yeah. And, and when we had that hurricane come through, I made sure I sprayed them really well and we got a bunch of rain following that. And I made sure I kept spraying them to kind of simulate what was outside inside and the tubs that they're in there. The tops are opaque and the sides are fairly clear. Um, and the, there's a window in that room that lets natural sunlight in so that like I wanted them to get a photo cycle and kind of, you know, cause they're wild caught, you know, who knows what they were living in Africa. Um, so I'm trying to replicate it the best I can with the meager amount of information that I have on these exact specimens. Um, now this next video is of the largest one I have, which is, I believe it to be a female and nope, that's a tree frog. Hold on. Let's go this way. That's a Woma. That's nothing. All right. Let's try this again. Where the hell is that video? Here it is. All right. How's the Woma doing? Woma's doing great. Um, Woma went off feed and didn't look like it was in shed. And I was like, all right. Didn't want to eat. And then I noticed that she started to get some peel on her face which is actually why i put the photos up for that i was going to talk about that later um and then dude she had a horrible shed like a really really bad shed and uh i messaged lucas to kind of pick his brain and he's like dude sometimes it happens it's an internal dehydration thing mm-hmm. you know just soak her and you know let it be so i put her in the rain chamber for a little while again i got pictures and uh we can talk about that in a minute let me get this video up while we're still on this on other topic been on an Oliva V kick lately. That's a good kick to be on. So good. That's a good kick to be Just on. A regular double Toro. Nice. All right. So here we have my largest stiletto, and it's already got the defensive posture. So you can see that neck arch showing off the glands. Um, and literally, this is what I've seen with all of them having thrown in live pinkies. This is what happens. So yeah, those rubber bows are no joke. Yeah, I know, right? Um, every time the pinky really touches the snake, the snake just gets more stressed. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the one pinky is going to climb underneath. You see the snake kind of twitch a little bit. Yeah. And what's interesting is you can tell the snake is not afraid not a- per se. Yeah, just not into it. Yeah, it's just like it's it's almost like it's just annoyanced, you know? And I think that it may have been doing the neck arching because of me standing there, not because of the pinkies. But I, I left those I left those pinkies in overnight and in the morning I had three dirty pinkies. So the Gila monster got a nice little treat that day. I really I really think the bedding thing might might help yeah 
I just have well, a hunch, man, because you think about it. They're in these burrows where mom has got all this this nesting material and all kinds of other stuff, and it smells like her. Uh, you know, I think that, that that smell of a nest, I think, might... I just have a strong hunch. I don't know what it is exactly. I just think for some reason that that seems like it would work well. But Well, talking to... Um, sense is tingling. Yeah, talking to Bill Bradley and Dr. Wyman, my fossorial brethren, um, we came up with a bunch of different strategies, uh, some of which you find folks in the group chat have mentioned, some of which Smitty's mentioned. Um, basically, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to first go to Reptilinks, and I'm going to try and get some lizard and frog Reptilinks, and very nice try to try to go <laughs> try to go that route because dr wyman said he's actually had a lot of success success with some fossorial stuff eating those reptilinks um he's like said it was basically 50 50 with the kukris so and yeah. it's a very very similar fossorial type animal um what is calabars well yeah he, he's using with the calabars i know he's done that and uh and then Bill Bradley was actually talking about doing some uh, tubing buried in the dirt and then putting the pinkies at the bottom of the tube. And I'm going to do that, but I want to wait a little bit because I did not, that one stiletto that was sticking his head out of the dirt, I didn't notice that snake exploring until about the one month mark. Yeah. So I think it just takes time for them to settle. So once I see all of them traversing at night, I'm going to do the tube thing and see mm -hmm. if that works. Just throw like a pinky in there, see if that works. But I really want to go to the Reptilinks thing and try that because it's going to be real hard. I, I don't think that I can tweezer or tong feed a scented prey item. I think it's got, for now, I think it's got to be alive. You know, oh, I think the, the my best bet with the tong feeding is going to be Reptilinks simply because of scent. I don't know. I just, I think going to sort of their natural history and how they operate and stuff. I just think that scent of like an adult rodent that is, that is nesting maybe even in a tube, like you were saying, I, I, that just seems more up their alley. Cause I feel that it's, see, I think I would think that that's a scent that they would pick up on and say, okay, there's, there's food nearby. Yeah. And you know, uh, Reading the uh, the stiletto book, you know, they, it covers a lot of the uh, stomach contents of wet specimens, and a lot of them are just lizard eaters because that's what's there. You know, it's very yeah. little rodents, and it's only honestly, it's only the bibroni clade mm -hmm. that really does a lot of rodent because they're big. You know, they're big, and there's rodents available. You know, some of the smaller stuff or some of the more arid species. There's no rodents available. It's too, it's too hot and dry. What species of lizard they were finding in them? It just says like uh, it uh, smaller I, I, or something. No, it's skinks. It's it's almost all skinks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So which sucks because there's certain ones like um now I can't remember the species name. But there's I think two out of West Africa that <clears throat> are found in several different localities in different countries, and they only 
eat the endemic skink of that area. Mm-hmm. But the question is, are they selective in that regard where they only are, are seeking out that one particular species of skink? Or is it because that's the only skink that's there? Right. That's all they got. Yeah, that's that's all they have to offer. So catch homework. the fella and try them little ground skinks. Dude, I was telling uh, uh I was telling Bill this. It, it, it's hard to find them, man. I haven't found one in a very long time. And it's almost it, it's almost cheaper to buy import African blue tail skinks than it is to find Florida native skinks. In terms of like paying a kid to go find them. Mm-hmm. So but We'll do it. We'll try it. Henry's saying I should give him blind snakes. I don't know, man. I feel like ringnecks would probably be better. Um, do they even eat other snakes? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, just it's got to be way smaller than them. Yep. Blind snake be... doesn't seem like it'd be much of a meal. Yeah, but I mean, when you're that small, you know, everything's a meal, you know? I don't. I, I don't know. I got more homework to do. But I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, and it does make me feel good that you know Nate was saying that they have a very slow metabolism. And let's be real, I've had this one for going on four months now, with th- three and a half months now, and it hasn't lost a speck of weight. So, yeah, I think you're fine there. I don't think yeah. there's any rush to get it figured out. You know, I think yeah. if anything, the, probably the more time, the better. Like we were saying before. Yeah, and I really do. I leave them the hell alone. I never interact with them. And realistically. Once a week is a definite, maybe twice a week if I get really nosy. But like shy of me coming over to the tub and like looking in there and like not seeing one slithering around, I just leave him be. Mm-hmm. So time will tell. Daryl asked, uh, any chance baby start out eating insects? Yeah, uh, there's no research on these animals at all. I mean, <laughs> there's no information on them out there. There's, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's very, Even very limited. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh, this is the best part. So I don't know if you guys remember, but in the book, under the in the beginning of the species profiles, which is very in depth, um, it gives scale counts and all that stuff and uh, traits of each species. There's actually a sentence that says, "If you want to know more about," and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, "If you want to know more about how to identify them with the naked eye, please see this paper." Right. The paper is as much as the book. Okay. And the paper's only like 14 pages long, which is crazy. Um, well, Scott was awesome enough to find me the paper. So he, he emailed me the paper. I, I can't understand it. It's, <laughs> it's, I get it. I get what I'm looking at, but I can't decipher it. You know what I mean? It's like a mouthful of sand. It's so dry. It's not dry. It's actually compelling. I really feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm, I don't want to say I'm not educated enough to read it. I'm obviously educated enough to read it. I'm not, I don't know the. There's a lot of jargon. It's not jargon. It's how do I phrase this? No one's taught me how to understand what I'm reading. Does that make sense? And I feel like I need to look up what some of these tests are, what some of these. If uh, only we had like five doctor friends that we could ask. Yeah, I, well, I feel bad asking that shit. I'm not in college. I'm not their student. You know, nobody wants to work for free. But you know, like any of those handful would gladly. I know, I know. It to I you. know. And the other part too is like I took pictures of their bellies in deli cups so I could do like scale counts of like you know subcaudal and cloacal and stuff. 
dude, it's not helpful at all. <laughs> I have to wait for a shed, you know, and I, I have one shed, but it's, I'm I actually, I'm actually soaking it in water so that I can get it unbunched and hopefully be able to lay it out flat on like a piece of paper or not even a piece of paper, a piece of glass so I can look at it. You know what I mean? Dylan, uh, message me your address so I can send you a shirt. Uh, <laughs> Lisa says, oh my God, thank you for saying that. I have the worst time with scientific papers. Some of them are just fucking unreadable. Let's be real here. I, well, I think it also you know depends I mean? on what they're like, what they're talking about in particular. Like if you're talking about something that's like heavy on genetic differences and things like that, then it is super technical. But then you have others that are more like behavioral stuff and those are much easier to digest. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, actually, here, let me pull it up if I can. Still need to get that Atheris book, man. I know, I know. I gotta do. I'm. I'm gonna do a, a an England order, and when I do, I'm gonna make sure I get that in there. Uh, where the hell is this thing? <clears throat> this is not it. What the hell? It says it downloaded, but where the heck did it go? Rut row raggy. Rut row. Man, if I get rid of that camera rack and I swap it out with like XT3s or something with the plants and the lights and the perches, like and rhinos in it, that would look freaking cool. And then the older animals be moved out of the biogies, and that leaves the biogies to be open for more rhinos. All right, I found that paper. All the rhinos. I want rhinos to cover the the walls of my house like Sherwin Williams paint. <laughs> I want a rhino tattoo. That's why I need Mike to to draw one up. All right, so here we go. Phylogenetic relationships among the stiletto snakes based on external morphology. So that sounds pretty good, you know? Sounds impossible. They all look the same. <laughs> external morphology, the, there is none. Like they're all the same color, they're all the same shape. So, like, this is cool, right? So now we're we're identifying the different scoring characteristics of how they number the certain scales per the different species mm -hmm. but now i gotta look up which ones are which and look at the differentiation between these two they have the same look one two three four five yeah. and six one two three four five and six this one looks like it has a seventh it's you know, you've got arrangement yeah you've got you've got divided on the labial and then you've got you're missing two labials over here so um and then they talk about <laughs> length of frontal scale well but they don't mention what the length is <laughs> you know what i mean so it, look uh, infralabials were observed to be either in the plesiomorphic range of four to six scales or the derived state of seven to eight scales I honestly don't know what that means. 
I feel really dumb reading this. Um, but then they had these great graphs, right? Or not graphs, excuse me, tables or, or yeah, tables. We'll call them tables. And it's telling you the number of subcaudals. The anal plate is it divided, undivided, you know, temporal number of infralabials. Like this is all fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I gotta get the skin in my hand. You know what I mean? So I either have to put these animals on some kind of slide where I can take a, a really good photo of the underside, or I just need to wait for a shed. You know. But it's going to be a bumpy road. But I'm prepared. And what's that phone. chart right there? Oh, hold on. I just switched screens. Hold on. Oh, crap. What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay. This is figure three. Ventral plus subcaudal ranges from RMCA specimens. Data below 275, the dashed line, fall in the plesiomorphic range. Data above 325, the solid line, falls in the most highly diverged range. Again, I feel dumb. I have no idea what that means. So hopefully Dr. Wyman listens to this and he can help me out. <laughs> yeah, so. we'll get that message in the next like two days. Yeah, exactly. In the next 48 hours, we'll have and a full hey, dissertation from Herr Doctor. Oh, well, I'm on it, though. It's a work in progress. All this is irrelevant. I just need them to be healthy. That's all. So eventually we'll figure out what species they are and life will go on. Yeah, I need to hunt down the 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 paper on Southern versus Florida thing and see what the deal is because there seems to be no serious consensus on the uh, verdict there. So I don't know. Did you watch any of the? last NPR episode where they went over the book and talked about the genetics portion. So I listened to the whole podcast. Absolutely loved it. And uh, I did not watch it though. So what did I and most people miss? Well, I mean, if you didn't watch it, I don't think you really missed much aside from, you know, the, the map that Julander drew. Um, but just sort of the, I, I, watched a decent chunk of it. I didn't finish the whole thing. Um, but there was a section where the, you know, they were talking about sort of the genetics and the, the differences in the groups. And I just thought it was funny that they mentioned that the Julatans are genetically no different from the Poplins. Yeah. Which I was, I meant to tell Jake yesterday. Cause I know Jake hadn't listened to it yet. So <laughs> Hey guy, guess what? Your precious Poplins. Same thing. Well, well, hold on a second, though. To be brutally honest, this is going to be blasphemy. Someone's going to hit me for this, but I think the Gelatins look way better than the than IJs, hands down. Well, I don't know, because I've seen some of those imported Pop Ones, man, and some of those are... I'll take those over just about any Australian. Like, that's blasphemy, but there's there's been some imported pop ones that were just absolutely yeah insane. dude i loved my pop ones man i had the craziest crypt and i had freshies freshy imports man so i i get it but gelatin's pretty fucking dope looking i do i it wasn't until i looked them up that i was like oh okay now i get why burke likes them so much like those are yeah yeah but uh 
yeah, I just I thought that was that was really interesting, and it's funny because you can have people actually do the work and find these, uh, you know, get the results on these these genetic things, and there's still going to be people out there that are like, nope, nope, yeah, I've kept twenty of them, and they're definitely not that. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, and I do like how they they kept scientific names the same. They were not writing a new paper. Mm-hmm. They just clarified a locality based species which to me almost justifies it more because they're not writing a paper yeah yeah exactly you know what i mean like they don't have a dog in that fight necessarily it was just something that hadn't really been done recently right you know it's like they didn't have to do that at all for that book but they yeah. you know, they chose to like there wasn't i guess in the grand scheme like there wasn't much to to gain from doing all that work yeah it doesn't change our I, captive like, stuff suspicions more or less right right um so i i don't know i will probably pick up a copy though initially i was like i had I the first mine. copy i read it and i was like cool sold it to um johnny barrett and now I, you know, now I might have to get this one just to, to, you know, the first one was really good. I really enjoyed reading that. Yeah. Um, I know I'll get it and then I'll read it in like the next two years because I'm terrible about finishing books. Well, dude, it's this thick. Yeah. You know? So I struggled getting past the fourth Harry Potter book. I get it. I get it. Oh, Billy Jenkins is still waiting. Yeah, Poor guy. yeah. Dude, I, I got mine in the mailman. I was stoked, stoked. I did actually. I didn't open it for like my entire. I got it in the morning before work, so I had a full eight-hour shift, and then I got home, and then I opened it. That was painful, painful, knowing that it's sitting in my car and it's in this little bubble wrap, waiting to be flipped through. I will say that I there's a. I will very likely get that Atheris book before I get the carpet book. I get it. I get it. I love carpets, but I I love Atheris more. <laughs> and dude, I'm barely scratching the surface on Scott and Ty's book. Yeah, that's another one, dude. I just all the books that I want are just they're expensive, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, because that that second edition of the venomous bites from non venomous snakes is gonna get released at some point. It's been the the release date has been pushed back like three damn times now. So probably for good reason. That. I don't. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if Loafman mentioned it when we had him on, but it sounds like that that publisher in particular, like if it's not exactly their way, then they will well, delay the release. Isn't it? Isn't it a university scientific publication? Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's a it's a company that publishes books for that sort of purpose. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely gotta get that one. And uh, as soon as Loafman's book's done, gotta get that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick shines. I've been hearing nothing but good things about that. Yeah, man. Everyone. Um, Lisa got that book. That that's awesome. I gotta get that book. I feel like we have all these reference books. And, and let me be real. I I have dyslexia. I have a very hard time reading. I 
I had special classes in, in school to, to develop my reading skills because I was so bad at it. And I'm not bad. It's a learning disability. What are you going to do? Right. You work with it. And I can't read. Out all right. Yeah. I can't read a story. I, I, I can't do it. I love stories. I just, I can't do, especially fiction. Maybe it's because I know it's fake. I don't know, but all my books are, are reference everything. And I feel like the shine book from what people are saying is I feel, and Lisa, please correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's reference in a story because it's coming from him. Mm-hmm. And I hope that when I do get the book, I hope it's like that. So I can kind of immerse myself in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish they did an audio book with Nipper as the, as the voice, as the narrator. Oh God. Or Phil be, be glorious. Yeah, dude, I've looked into the voice stuff, man. It's it's way harder than people think. It's way harder. I don't I don't think so. It, it is, man. Especially when like most of the companies that you have to like, like everyone's like, oh, it's online. You just make an account and upload your your audio files, and yeah, but you have to pay them. It's it's like having a manager. You have to pay them to get you exposure, and that's what's hard, you know. Because if I'm gonna do a they voiceover for sign up for a Fiverr account and just do that. You know what? I didn't even think of that. That's a good idea. You don't have to do any of that crap. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. I'm going to do that. Easy money. Yeah, right. I got the handy-dandy THP uh, microphone, right? That's right. Which I find (sighs) it... Well, I'm not using that one right now, but of all the mics that I've had, that $20 Behringer is like incredible. Dude, I love this thing. It sounds so good. I do. I want to get one of the pop screen things because even though you had mentioned that this has a a pop guard thing to it, <clears throat> I still feel like when I do pee, plosives. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Sudecus papuanas. <laughs> Bill said, "Fuck that." Starting OF and read smut books aloud. <laughs> Dude, there's a comedian who writes quote unquote children's books, but they're all horribly, horribly adult. And he reads them on what's what's That's this a little new, disturbing. What's this new um he's a he's, he's a comedian author and what's this new uh it's like it's like a twitch kind of thing, but it's split screen and you have like 40 seconds to talk to a random stranger. Oh, that's Omegle, I think. Okay. That's been and around he, a long time. Well, he goes on there and he's he just he gives people the options like which book would you like me to which book would you like me to read? And like he'll hold them up and it's horribly debaucherous. <laughs> like really, really bad, but it's hilarious. Well, there was some episode of Impractical Jokers where one of the pranks was like if they lost the final like punishment was they had to read to a room full of children. But they gave him some book about some like caterpillar who like comes home to find his wife cheating on him, and then she like ends up being like a prostitute or something, and oh, the guy loses horrible. his job. Like just horrible. horrible. I'm gonna try it's and find so funny because they were showing it as he was reading it, and there's like illustrations and everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna find this guy real quick. He comes home, finds his wife cheating or something and then he uh like 
becomes an alcoholic or something and quits his job or loses his job and it's just this downward spiral of a children's book it's i need to i will i need to find that and i'll send it to you harry because it was hilarious because he didn't know that what the book was until he started reading it oh jeez there's a room full of like second graders <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, honestly, I didn't think of the fiber thing, man. That's actually a good idea. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look more into that, you know. I'll do the fiber, and you could do the OF for the feet. There we go. Yeah, making money hand over foot. <laughs> oh, man. Feet picks and fantasy reads THNOF collab. Bill coming in with the heat. <laughs> Patrick said he was one of the first to order from Nick and his still hasn't come in. I don't know when Messenger's other book is coming out. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. I want to. He took some Cyania pictures while he was here to put in there. So. Yeah, I talked to him recently uh, about some Dinochitridon stuff, and we went into <clears throat> some of the other Asian species of venomous that I used to keep. And uh, I wish I had better pictures, man. I wish. I wish I had better pictures. Just because back when I was keeping all the Asiatic venomous stuff, it, it I was using like an LG flip phone. It was, just wasn't conducive, you know. So. Did you ever keep Uvofus or any of the odd, nah, odd stuff? Couldn't no? afford them. What were Dinakistron like? Dinakistron were great. Tell um, us your stories of old, Grandpa. <laughs> well, back in my day, son, we used to have these Chinese shop nose viper, and uh, you get bit, you walk a hundred feet, <laughs> just die. Just die right there on the pavement. Um, Need to get cool, some sneaky pics of Jake's capuchin grabbers and auction. <laughs> what? <laughs> the capuchin grabbers. I just it just occurred to me it's fucking feet. Oh my god! It's like those things are ridiculously hot. Not the feet, but the the dinosaur on. <laughs> oh my god! Uh. Oh, as, soon as, I, as soon as that left my mouth, I was like, "Wait a second. Yeah, they are. They are very, very, very spicy. Um, but they weren't as crazy as people let on. Um, <clears throat> I only tailed them a couple times just because they honestly wrote a hook really well. I would mostly double hook them. Um, I had a pair, and I originally kept on aspen, and I realized that the aspen was the the dust of the aspen would actually get on them, and like they would have like this almost look like they had sand on them. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I went up putting them back on Cyprus and I kept them in a very simple set of big water bowl, hide cave. Sometimes they would sprawl out. Sometimes they wouldn't. And uh, they were just good snakes, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. I went up selling them. So they're like Asian bothrops. They are. In fact, I would take them over bothrops any day of the week. Yeah. I would take them over most South American species any day of the week. Just the way that they are. They're just, they're super mellow. It's very, it's very like Shaolin monk, like be at peace, be, be at peace, be one with nature, 
be one with your soul and your spirit. And then when someone fucks with you, kill them with a flick of your index finger. That's that's the vibe that they give the off. Ancient Chinese proverb, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. <laughs> this is the graph, you know, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, but they were cool, man. They were super cool. All the pictures of bites I've seen were gnarly. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Makes a Malayan pit viper look like a bee sting. Yeah. Oh. uh. Well, sir. How do how do I convince my wife to let me get a squam? I think you need to you need to let your daughter get a little bit older. And it's not once, the answer I was wanting, Phil. And in time, when your daughter gets a little bit older, maybe a year or so, you're going to set up a really, really nice palmetto head enclosure with the sandy soil and some palm fronds, little rock water dish, some pine needles in there. What? And you're going to set that up, and you're not going to put anything in it. And she's going to ask. She's going to say, hey, what's in that cage? That looks really pretty. You go, oh, that's my my natural my natural pine scrub habitat. Well, what species is that for? It's for the piggy rattlesnake that me and Ellie are going to find and catch. And she's going to go, what? They don't like, live here. Yes, they do. They don't. I have. There yes, are no pygmies on Ladies Island. You don't go on Ladies Island. There's none around here either. You drive two hours west and find them. Oh my god. Or you say, Phil, send me one. I was, yeah, that, that's I was so close to getting her on board with pygmies. And that's they the thing are, is so close. You set and the cage up. You set the cage up. You make it look as pretty as you can, naturalistic, right? Maybe even get like a nice cloud forest venom anti-venom label, courtesy of Phil Wolf. And you set it up, make it look cool, right? And just give it time. Don't even say anything. And she'll ask. She'll be like, what's that? Like, that's for the pygmy that me and Ellie are going to catch. You know, a little father-daughter bonding. See, That's the problem with happen. that is then she's going to go to school and tell all her friends and her teachers that I have a rattlesnake. Tell her not to. Tell her it's between you guys it's and it's else's business. It's a nine-year-old. It, that's what you do. You have to educate them like that. You do. She already tells all her friends how I have all these snakes. And, and that's fine. I think that's her fine. teacher thinks I'm a serial killer. Eh. Oh, well. None of their business. I don't know. I like I I'll, I'll even so I'll even I'll 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 give up on the whole atheris thing if that means I could get pygmies. Yeah. I don't want anything crazy. I don't want an adamantius. I don't want a cane break. I don't want uh you know the cottonmouth. I don't want any of that. Yeah. I want pygmies. I just want a pygmy. I'd be happy with one. Yeah. Just one. I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, I mean, Harry gets it. He said he would literally forego all other hots for a few cistrus. They're pretty awesome, man. They're pretty awesome. I'm really tempted to pair mine this year. I am. The girl's definitely big enough. Lepidus so. would be cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I was going to do any, like, one species of rattlesnake, it would most definitely have to be Willardy. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Those things are just cool. Maybe Mitchell I. Okay. I like I like the the bright white Mitchells. I can roll with it. Prairies seem like they'd be fun, just because of how pugnacious they are. Yeah, been there. Yeah, done that. Yeah, I'd rather have the pygmy. Can't beat a dusky man. Can't beat it. The purples, the lilacs, the grays, the jet black, rich sharpie marker outlining the saddles with the rust red peak and crest of each saddle. Oh, love it. Cryptic black lines in the face. Fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the things I love. It's just how like their eyes and everything just blend in together. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Awesome animals. Awesome, awesome animals. I'll have to, I'll, I, I keep kind of like randomly bringing it up in passing. Like, let me get a pygmy. Just, you know, play the slow game, bro. Look at the bright side. Eventually, Ellie will be 16 and it won't matter. Do pygmies rattle? They do. They do, but it sounds like some of them actually make a noise and some just don't have any rattles to make noise at all. Like, well, I think the problem, too, is that even if they have a good-sized rattle, it gets drowned out with other noises, like just like even the wind, man, it, like the wind through the grass, it, it will drown out that, that rattle. I'm actually trying to yeah, find a video of it. It's not pointless. It's there. It's just we're so big and far away that we don't really hear it loudly. Bill said you're married. That is the slow game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I need to get that book on pigs that you had that was super cheap. Yeah, dude, it's like 20 bucks, man. It's a great yeah, book. Great book. See, that gives me hope that I could write a book on Bairds. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it would, would be, be much page. it would be it would be bigger than that. It would. It'd be one page and it would say they're awesome, that's all you need to know. <laughs> and then a link to my morph market. I do have some Loma Altos for sale. And I'm actually thinking that come like within the next two or three weeks, I may be doing a sale on some of the stuff I have for sale just because I do cut off shipping between like the last half of November until the like middle of January. Yeah, that's just, oh my God, just Dude, ridiculous. That's, that's a wild that's, one that's all that, I want. that I did not touch or clean that animal that's right on the road. Just straight chill. I need to come down there like next spring or something and just to to see them and the other cool things that are down there. Yeah, man. Whenever you want. That's not even the one I was trying to find a picture of. That that's just one that me and Anna Maria found one night. Hold on. I'm trying to find the one I have upstairs that's just the screamer. Yeah, it's just a war of attrition. Like Sean said it best. He said sooner or later she'll say yes. <laughs> Break her down slowly. <laughs> I use. I mean, it's a it's a bargaining chip. Like she's always looking at like sectionals and stuff and furniture. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> you you want a new couch? I want a pygmy. This could be very easy or it could be very difficult. Yeah, one's really expensive. One's super cheap. And it ain't it ain't the couch. <laughs> her thing is, I don't think it's necessarily her having an issue with me having them. It's she's. She's seen how crazy it gets with the corns that she's like that's that's what that's what stopped it the first time. She was so close, but then she was like, 
No, because if I say yes, one will turn into fifteen, and it, like you can't just you can't just have one. She's like, you, I give you an inch, you take a mile, and I was like, yes and no. Yeah, but you had you had venomous stuff before, and you you had one animal, and you were fine, and you got rid of that one, and you got one more. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was when I was not living together. Still, I think you have more self control than you think. I mean, I definitely don't want a ton of venomous. Like, like I said, a pygmy in a cool setup is. That makes Smitty happy. Yeah. It make a lot of people happy, man. But if I was to do that, I'd totally go and take pictures of like the pine forest and stuff and recreate that. Yeah. In an exo. Like get a old piece of palm or something and like pine or not pine bark, but like palmetto yeah. fronds and things like that and just do it right. Nice sandy soil mix. It's the way to do it, man. It's the way to do it. It's how I have mine set up. <clears throat> Dude, it's so cool. An iPhone, I can go into my photos and I can type in rattlesnake. And it literally pulls up every photo that I have of rattlesnakes. That's I mean, obvi- obviously, there's some other stuff in there, too. Um, that are like pit vipers and, and the like. Um but it's super helpful. What's funny is I have all these photos of the same, the same pygmy. I'm trying to find, here it is. How many do you have right now? Just a pair. Just a pair. All right. Let me send this in Facebook messenger. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm so close, like on the coast, that maybe they're just not nearly as common. Like I have to go a little more inland. Like they're more of a not an upstate, but like that sort of midland, probably kind of thing. Just call it a southern hognose and tell the kids. There we go. That's a horrible idea. Southern (laughs) hognose would get me in more trouble than the venomous would, at least with DNR. Yeah, that would. Uh, that's another one I'm convinced just doesn't exist. Southern hog noses. I don't think they're real. And actually, while I was work- looking for Diamondbacks the other day, I saw that Lone Racer. Right. And the more I thought about it as I walked, I am now convinced that those are not real either. They are little surveillance drones that the government uses to watch our every move. Because you think about it, anywhere you go, there's a racer. So they're probably like little cameras in those little heads and the giant eyes. <laughs> and they're not actually a snake. They look like a snake and they move fast because they're like nuclear powered. Oh, sure, sure. And Cold fusion. They're like they're, they periscope for a reason. <laughs> and it's the it's the government watching everything everywhere. Well, this is my girl. And this picture is... Uh, like, Bill does like Carolina red pygmies. I do. I want to find them one day on my own. Um, this is my girl. This picture is old. This picture is almost a year, if not older. And she's double that, if not triple that size now. Yeah. But I mean, dude, like that black face. 
Man, you remember that episode of Crocodile Hunter where he was on that Air Force base? I think it was Egg. Oh, of course, of course. He found the little tiny baby pig. Oh yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's just so neat. Yeah. I, I the thing about those that I just find so fascinating is how we can have those and then we can have things like like Adamantius and they're related. Yeah. And dude, that's what that pygmy book was saying is that almost it's believed that all croats evolved from the dusky which is, which is wild. wild yeah it's wild it, i can't imagine i it would make more sense to me as a a, a a layman that pygmies or specifically the dusky were bigger and shrunk down opposed to everything else just getting bigger right i, mean, I, I, I don't know i don't know it's fascinating so but we are at the two-hour mark. My laptop is literally going to shut down in like 40 seconds. So All is there right. anything else you would touch base on tonight? Uh, this show was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Get you a rat. Get you a cage. Their stuff's all the rage. And Puget Sound Pythons, Facebook and Instagram, I believe, Morph Market. Hit them up. Uh, they were doing some vending yeah, great uh, table. Expos up there. Yeah, great booth. They've been they've been killing it there. So, uh, I think he got a really nice red. Uh, Jeff did picked up a really nice red Amazon while they were up there. Just absolutely Sweet. insane, like nuclear red. Uh, so if you go and follow him on Instagram, you can see those very things. So, uh, other than that, we'll be back Thursday for the usual. And I like really need to talk to Chris about figuring out what we're going to do this corn stars episode because I like the more I think about it, the more freaking pumped I get with the, the 2023 draft corn stars draft. Love it. I already made like a logo for it and everything. Like, it's getting <laughs> real. that's cool, man. That's cool. So, I made it match like the MLB logo. Nice. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want a shirt, hit me up. If you want a shirt, hit me up. Instagram or Facebook, Palmetto Coast Exotics. And that's about it for me. Yeah. And uh, I may or may not be recording some international action on Wednesday to be released hopefully this weekend on venom exchange radio yeah it'll be probably our last show for a while maybe even until even into the new year but it's gonna be a good one so nice very good looking forward to it all right all right thanks y'all bye